Today's sponsor is Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash recode and using the promo code recode. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode. And I'm Lauren Good, senior tech editor at The Verge. And this is Too Embarrassed to Ask, a podcast that's all about making technology easier to understand and use. If you have questions about tech that you've been too embarrassed to ask, well, you have found the right podcast. We like to say that no question is a bad question. You like to say that. I don't like to say that. <laughs> Kara plenty says, of bad questions. <laughs> Kara hears them all Most day long. Most of by you, Lauren Good. <laughs> <laughs> Submit your questions in advance by tweeting really to at Recode or to myself or to Lauren with the hashtag Too Embarrassed. That's two R's and two S's and embarrassed in case you cannot spell. I think everyone's got it by now. Okay, thank you. Right. (laughs) Embarrassed is a tough one, okay? Because most people can't spell embarrassed. It's like, um, you know how people say very unique? Do you ever notice that when they write? Yeah, what are the... There's no modifier for unique. It's either unique or not unique. I'm going to give you a grammar lesson every week. (laughs) I'm an excellent speller, by the way. (laughs) And it's impossible to embarrass me. So I know how to spell it and everything else. I really did miss you. Yes, you did. Yeah, yes, immensely. You, um, you can also find all of our past episodes on iTunes at iTunes.com slash Too Embarrassed to Ask. And while you're there, leave us a review. Five stars for Kara. Five stars for Kara. Five stars um, for Kara. Five and a half for Lauren. So we're finally back together. Yes, you missed me, right? Yeah, you missed me. No, I didn't even slightly. No, I think you did. I really did. You called a I couple thought times. of you not once. You did call a couple times. You <laughs> called you? me. Yeah, you called as, call you? as I was leaving for vacation. And we yeah, I asked a you a question, a technical question about work. But okay, well, if that's a like, past oh, yeah, and then you asked for you. How are you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me how I was doing. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That qualifies. Anywho. Well, I'm really glad you're back. What in a minute? Well, I'm also glad you're back because yeah. next week we're going to yeah. be doing a very special episode very special at Stanford episode. University, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we're not going to we're not going to say exactly what it is yet, but we'll be yeah. looking for your questions on on the Twitters and on and the, the internet next week. It's going to be good, uh, but it's going to be a really cool. We're taking one. this act on the road. That's what we're doing. Did you yeah. ever end up meeting up with um? No, with I did not. I didn't, in New York? I didn't call them. You know, I forgot. You Maybe. you forgot to call Aaron. You know, I, she keeps saying let's get together, and then I forget. All right. Yeah, I did meet the the producer of Hamilton right before the final Lin Manuel show, but the show continues going. He was fascinating. Oh yeah, what yeah. did he have to say? Lots of things about theater, live theater. He said it's uh, you can't have like vir- real sex is better than virtual sex, and that's why live theater will continue. Among the other things he said, I was I I questioned. Did you him ask him virtual. specifically about that? No, he just brought it up. He just great. randomly. Yeah, just he was great. <laughs> He's fantastic. He's produced uh, Rent. In the Heights, he's a really successful producer, and obviously Hamilton's been a big deal. And are you so, going to see Hamilton in San Francisco? I am going to see Hamilton, but I'm not taking you in any case. I really think, first of all, you yeah. should take me. Uh-uh. And second of all, I think that you should tell our readers, our listeners uh-huh. and our readers, that readers. Uh-huh. they're going to get a prize for I'm, sending in the best questions, and no, you'll I'm take them to Hamilton. Hamilton tickets. Are you kidding? Come on, Kara. Take no. one for the team. No, I'm not. I'm wondering if I'm taking my children even. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Go um, ahead, explain today's show. Okay. Well, originally we were going to talk about GoPro, yeah. which we're still going to do a little bit because okay. we, we did much. get some questions from our readers and we want right. our listeners and we want to make sure that we answer those questions. Yeah. But we're going to call an audible here. And do you know, even know what an audible is? Uh, no. Okay. Sports ball. Sports okay. ball. Anyway, okay. uh, we're going to switch to another topic. The first part of this podcast is entirely about Pokemon Go. Because nobody's talking about that in the media. I don't even know what Pokemon Go. Oh my God. No, I'm just Everyone kidding. Of course. Is about it. Everyone is talking about it. And it's not just the media. It's real yes, people I know, but now are the talking media about it. grabbed on it. It's like twerking. We've amplified Everybody's it a little twer- bit. Do you remember the last time people twerked? Never again. Like um, all those things. I the think Harlem I've like blocked twerking from my I'm just saying. Memory. These, things, these 
fads come and go. Yeah. Um, no, we and we've only done like, I don't know, we've only done about 30 stories on it. I know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We um, but we are going to talk about Pokemon Go and the phenomena, phenomenon, phenomenon. that yeah. it is. And yeah. um, I was saying, I was saying, I saw like a half a dozen people on my way to work. Though. I'm surprised you only saw half a dozen. It was crazy. They were in my way. They like stop and they're looking at their phones. It's like even worse. It's horrible. What did you, what did you? Uh, I said, get the fuck out of my way. Like, that's what I yell at them. Really? Yeah, I'm How did that go over? Take a picture of me. They probably didn't even hear you because they they're didn't. so busy looking at they their phones. They are. They're obsessed with their phones. Even more. It's worse than they already the situation. Have it you played it? It's the worst of both worlds. Slow pedestrians and people staring at their phones. You know, if, if they were in yeah. New York, they'd probably be... I'm not just playing like it. I do not get into, I, didn't, I didn't twerk. I didn't do the Harlem Shake. I do not do. I didn't do the. You haven't tried Lombata. it at all. Remember the Lombada? You were probably too young. No, what is that? It's a dance. It's another dance. There's the Lombada. 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 I didn't do Zumba. I don't do trends. They go away eventually. I, I quietly sit and wait for them to move along. Uh, I like how you liken Pokemon to. I'm interested like a in the phenomena. I, I, I I'm interested in the idea that people just love something and then. You know, and then move on. But, you know, because my kids play a lot of games they love and then they move on. Are they playing Pokemon? No, they're not. But they might. I suppose they'll get into it. I played it for about five minutes the other and night. Did you like it? Yeah, it was cool. I like how it mapped out the world well, around get, me. Let's the get physical. an expert in here to explain yeah, well, so we have the situation a guest, and to us. Obviously, Kara's being a Luddite here. About I know. Situation. We're being very rude because we do have an awesome guest um, who is not only an expert on GoPro. that we, were, we asked him to come on to talk about GoPro, but he's been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. This is Sean O'Kane of The Verge. Sean, welcome to Too Embarrassed to Ask for the first time. Thanks for having me. I'm do, so excited. Do you GoPro you're... while you Pokemon Go? <laughs> I haven't, but you know, it, we're not that far out from those two things crossing. Oh open. no! At this, at oh, this rate, God, Sean. <laughs> I did because well, you know Sean you're talking morning. about you're talking about r- literally running into people, and I know that's one of the big things that people have talked about in the first, uh, yes, the first week of Pokemon Go. Uh, well, we explain uh, and so the it. next thing is inevitably going to be oh, you know, companies them. trying to come up with ways to play it without you needing to bury your head in the phone. Oh my God! So okay, like so a Google Glass Pokemon Go. What it is for the people? Well, funny you say Google. Google Glass. I spent most of yesterday trying to get this app to run yes. on Google Glass. Did it work? No, unfortunately. Uh. It does seem like the killer Google Glass app. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, this app is it's a game, um, but mm-hmm. you open it up and it shows an avatar, a virtual version that you can sort of customize to make look like you mm-hmm. uh, on a map. And it just looks like a cartoony version of Google Maps of your surroundings. And you can kind of zoom out a little bit, but you can't move around like you can in Google Maps. It just stays focused on you. And as you walk, your character moves along the map. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff around you on the little map on your phone. Sometimes it's Pokemon, and if they show up, you try to catch them. Sometimes it's these blue floating orb things that are called Pokestops in the game, which is basically just a way to collect items that then make it easier to catch Pokemon. How do they show up in front? They show up on your screen, right? Essentially. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then how do you so, catch them? Yeah, how do you catch them? So you throw, so they'll, you'll get near one and your phone will buzz and yeah. you tap it on the map and all of a sudden the app will activate your camera on your phone and so you're looking sort of through your phone in a very augmented reality way at what's, you know, in front of you in real life but it'll project that little Pokemon on your screen into mm-hmm. the sort of surroundings that you're at, and you throw a little virtual Pokeball at it, and you just keep throwing those Pokeballs at it until you catch it. And what do you get and for that for doing that? You get that Pokemon. So you, you catch them, and then what? Uh, you catch more. Okay, and then <laughs> uh, what? And then uh, eventually you've built out a roster of higher-level Pokemon, more rare Pokemon that have, mm-hmm. like, 
better abilities and things. And then you, you go to locations around you that are on the virtual map on your phone. There are these big sort of towering ones you can see from afar. You walk to one of those and you tap on it on your screen and it's a gym. And you it's where like other people who are playing the game can sort of post up their Pokemon there and say, like, I'm the best. And so you can fight them and try and take over that gym. It's kind of like Foursquare at that point huh. where you're sort of like trying to become the mayor of a certain place. Hmm. Um, so would you take their Pokemon then? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's like uh, Foursquare meets Jax, you know, the old, All right. <laughs> like you can, or like uh, Pogs for the 90s right, kids. Right, you can right, kind of right, steal right. them. Kara uh, looks completely intrigued, by the way. I no, think she's no. actually going to play. I think Me you and are. Ruth Bader Gizmer you... are moving to New Zealand. <laughs> RBG. Um, Sean, how did... So Pokemon, was? it is a Nintendo brand, right? Yes. Um, but this is actually not... It's utilizing another company's technology. Explain a little bit about Who the, owns the backstory of Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Yeah, so the app itself was built by a company called Niantic, which was part of Google for a while, interestingly enough. And then... They have long had a game out called Ingress, which is basically a darker, uh, more sort of sci-fi version of Pokemon Go. Uh, And that was the same sort of thing where you would look at a map on your phone. uh, People would gather together to go take over spots like a King of the Hill style kind of thing. Uh, And that had a bit more story element than Pokemon Go does, which is a bit more free roaming. And so they've been around for a while, and they basically just, uh, you know, this deal got struck with Nintendo with the licensing for all the Pokemon IP, and they basically just sort of applied it right to this same game engine that they had tuned for Ingress, mm-hmm. and here we are. So, so I mean, so a lot po- of so other... Nintendo's not making money, are they? They just... Well, they're taking a cut, and and it's those in-app purchases are supposedly bringing in millions of dollars right now, but we don't really have a great idea of exactly how much. And how much does it cost to play this it's free. Um, you can sign up. Uh, you need to either sign up with their account service, like on their website, or you can use a Gmail address, which has caused some issues in the first couple of days because the app was sort of overreaching on its permissions without mm-hmm. telling anybody. And that was uh, that's been resolved with an update that got pushed today. But for a while, a lot of people were seeing that this app had full access to their Gmail accounts, and that's definitely not what you usually want apps to have. <laughs> Yeah, and we're actually going to talk more about those the privacy implications of this because some of our listeners sent in questions about that. Um, but before we get to our listener Q&A, why do you think that this has taken off so much over and the past When is it going to be so? over? <laughs> really? I mean, those are those are two really good questions. When it's going to be over, I feel Chris Plant, our, our sort of games editor, he gives it a lifeline of a month. I think it's hard to limit it there. I think it really has to do with the in-game stuff. Uh, it reminds me a lot of World of Warcraft uh, about a decade ago when that really blew up. Because if people keep taking over these gyms and they have higher and higher level Pokemon and then people finally give in and start playing the game in a couple weeks, they're going to feel totally outpaced by everybody. Like mm-hmm. right now, it's so successful because everybody's starting from the same spot, which is a huge reason of why it got so popular in the first place no one was really too far ahead of you Mm -hmm. Um, but if you pick up and join in like a month or so they're really going to have to make it easy for you to not feel like you're just never going to catch up and that's a that's a real problem with games like these with these leveling mechanics is that's right you have to make sure that the new people don't feel like they're like never going to be able to touch one of the main parts of the game right I kind of think it seems to me like it's a combination this confluence of factors that have really allowed this 
the first being obviously mobile games are huge. People right. love playing mobile games. Right. They're addictive and we all have smartphones in our pockets right. all the time. And then the technology engine, as Sean mentioned, already existed because yeah. it was built by Niantic Labs mm -hmm. beforehand. Pokemon is a brand that is loved. People love by, them has Pokemons. been loved since, you know, mm -hmm. the, people love Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then there's the whole AR element. I mean, for mm -hmm. a while... AR has been this thing that either hasn't really taken off um, in any real meaningful right. way. And then, of course, lazy people think they're actually exercising. <laughs> and then there's that, which is, well, I was just reading this Onion article, and the Onion is, always puts things so well, um, sometimes better than I think straightforward news articles can. Uh, but it's a Q&A about Pokemon, and they say, where can you, the question is, where can you play Pokemon Go? And the Onion satirical answer is, you can play it in any society in which the problems of day-to-day -day survival have been adequately solved to allow <laughs> the concept of unfocused activity or leisure to develop so basically like we have nothing better to do and we're all bored and we yeah. have first world problems and so we're like let's go around and catch these digital goods because it makes us feel amazing and in some way you have to i don't want to get you know too deep into um the psychology of it i guess and speaking off the cuff but you have to look at to some of the recent events in the news and just how um everything seems to be imploding and in some True, ways you have I to wonder there's if there's a reaction love to, to join whatever you know the hula hoop or whatever i think people like to join a fad really yeah the, pet, the I mean, pet rock pet rock was the tamagotchis tamagotchis and then not um, i think there are two really big things at play there's like you're right lauren it's it's totally a perfect storm there's so many things that really have turn this into what it has and it's crazy to talk about it this way when it's only been out for a week that's the weirdest thing about it to me mm -hmm. um, but I think the two big things are one that legacy that you mentioned especially considering that Pokemon really hit about 20 years ago now all those kids that really fell in love with the franchise originally and maybe have not really followed through with it as they grew up are now in their 20s and 30s and have a disposable income and maybe some the ability to take some time to walk outside and go do that while all those sort of like younger generations below them have seen this sort of appropriation of stuff from that era, you know, like turntables and we're going to get to the weird question, but is it man, women, is it split evenly? I saw mostly women doing this. Have you it's, really? Seen I haven't seen any of the numbers, but it certainly seems like it's one. pretty even everybody. I walk yeah. by on the, when I'm going home from the subway uh, to my apartment, it, it's, I just keep looking at people's screens and they all have it open and it's everybody. It's all hmm. races. It's all ages. Where do you it's live? Crazy. In Brooklyn. Of course. The hipster. But in, but in Park Slope, wow. Brooklyn. So like family Brooklyn. Oh, okay. family. And so yeah. They've attached the phone to the strollers. We're, yeah. um, we're, we're going to get what's to the craziest story. I mean, not the crazy. craziest story, but like there are some the pretty crazy stories out there now. In, people finding bodies. I was bodies in Chicago and, and someone stopped in the middle of Lakeshore Drive, which is a highway. Oh, Essentially, that and seems like not the best idea. No, I didn't think it was a good idea, but it um, caused like a pile up stuff like that. Yeah, you said you saw five or six people today, in the Castro wandering. today. Yeah, someone near all the um, delightful sex stores taking Pokemon pictures. I enjoyed That's, that. It sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, no, I've, yet, I've yet to see all of the VCs going up and down Sand Hill Road, yeah, doing hunting for Pokemon. But yeah, yeah, I think well, it's an urban thing. It's probably it's more symbolic there too. Yeah, I think it's definitely big in the urban center. It's also What's funny is like people have been praising it as this big social thing, and it is. That's a big part of why it's grown so fast. Is you, it's a lot like Snapchat, and then you need to sort of ask other people what things mean and how to play and everything. But th I think the most important thing that a lot of people haven't talked about is that this is not a social network. Like you don't have to create a 
you create a Twitter account, you feel like you have to be clever or, you know, serve some sort of purpose with what you tweet. Mm -hmm. Or you, you create an Instagram account and you feel like you have to take beautiful photos. This, you create an account, but like no one really sees who you are. You just get to sort of explore the game almost anonymously. And sort of the gyms are the only real social account aspect in it mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. otherwise you get to go you're sure you're walking around in the real world but like you are putting out this completely like alone to you experience yes yes and i think that's a huge part of it is that people don't feel quite as vulnerable as they might on other social networks yeah i'm going to start mugging people who are doing it that's, one thing. <laughs> that's <laughs> great anyway that's let's another one of the things that is supposedly yeah. happening you gotta watch yeah. out yeah all right. all right so let's get some listener questions lauren can you start yes the first one is from daniel ferris that's at d ferris 0125 on twitter and he asks which Pokemon did you start with? I have mine open right here on my phone because I took a screen grab. Um, a Charmander appeared in front of my cat the other night. So I grabbed that. Kara is <laughs> two of if the If you could only see the eye roll, I'm surprised that Pokemon eye roll that Kara just gave me didn't the, like go through the microphone. Yes, and um, yeah, Sean, what about you? What was the first one you got? Uh, I started with Bulbasaur, though I'm not enthralled with that decision. But Why is that I don't a even, is it, yeah, is it a decision? Yeah. Well, I guess it is well, because you can walk around until you... So you, I, it depends. I, I think it glitched out for a lot of people when they start. What's supposed to happen when you open up the app for the first time and get going is it's supposed to give you... It kind of surrounds you with the three of them, and so you choose which one to tap on. Uh, the three starter Pokemon, that is. Oh, I, maybe I... I don't, I don't know, know if I don't remember I, seeing that. I've cut none. Yeah. I've cut zero. That's going <laughs> to yeah. remain my number. All right, my gym. I'm not going to win the gym experience. Okay, what is the best Pokemon? This what is from is Andrew the top Webster. Pokemon? The great white Pokemon? What? The, the unicorn <laughs> Pokemon? What is it? Oh, man. I... I was always a fan of, and this is like the meta answer, which is annoying, but there's this Pokemon called Voltorb, which is basically just an anthropomorphic Pokeball, and like mm-hmm. you catch Pokemon with Pokeballs. I always thought that was really funny that there was this living version of the tool that people used in the game to catch things. But are there it's higher Pokemons than others? Are there more rare ones, right? Yeah, there's I mean, Mew and Mewtwo are the like legendary, you know, sort of mystical ones that were mm. impossible to catch in the first games and stuff. And f- as far as we can tell, they're not even in this game yet. But yet. I'm sure we'll get there. Um, they're lurking out there somewhere behind a shrub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. What's the next <laughs> question? Nice so we got a, a, a few questions. We, we received a few questions about privacy. Um, this one is from David V at the zero DD one on Twitter. What type of data is Niantic collecting from the camera? And is my private info secure? No. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So tell, tell us a little bit about what was, what was going on there in, in the game's early days. Usually when you start up a new app, and especially when you're logging in with a Gmail account to sort of skip that loathsome setup process for accounts on, on apps, it it usually presents you with a, an option to you know allow certain access to that account that you're using. And it didn't really do that with a lot of people. Uh, it just sort of made it seem like you were signing in with a Gmail at like the most surface level, whereas after the fact, people went through and saw that it actually had full access, so it could theoretically see your emails or see the content of stuff that you had on your Gmail account. Um, mm-hmm. They pushed an update today that has changed that. It was also super inconsistent. I looked through my Gmail account, and it hadn't given all that access to Niantic. Um, so it's kind of hard to peg down exactly how much access they might have had to people's accounts or not. But So, uh-huh. I mean, how much data, do we know how much data Nintendo or Niantic um, are collecting about users at this point? I mean, you can you can certainly imagine what they would have access to as far as just, like, location of users, 
uh, maybe what they're seeing with their cameras and things like that. But both sides of this equation are being really tight-lipped about this right now. And you can imagine why. Uh, we It's been the first question that a lot of the press has been asking uh, in the early days, aside from just the sort of wow factor of the phenomenon, is what exactly are they getting from us out of this equation other than just money? Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's, kind of, it's kind of hard to peg down, but you you know, I don't, as far as you can tell, they might have location data on someone who's walking around playing the game, but they might not necessarily know who that person is. Uh, it's probably more of like looking at the total number and the total sort of pattern of people's playing. Right. Until something happens and then someone needs to do an investigation into what that person was doing during an event. And then they say, yes, they were that's the real Pokemon test, right? on their phone. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, they dun, were dun, driving and playing can Pokemon. Be a law and order episode. Well, and, it might and be. you were talking about uh, funny stories that we've seen so far. One of the ones that actually seems to be true is one that what it does in the app is it will sort of log all your activity uh, saying like, oh, you know, you, you three days ago at 340 p.m. You caught this Pokemon or later that evening you did you went to this one Pokestop someone had looked at his or her boyfriend or girlfriend's, I can't remember, significant other's uh, Pokemon Go account and seen that they had caught something at a place that was, you know, near some other person's house and realized that they were... So they could take a picture of a murder in action catching a Pokemon. No, they got caught cheating, essentially. What if you caught a picture of someone being murdered while you were Pokemoning? I'm sure. I mean, it's like I mean, uh, I mean, it's monkeys just, typing Shakespeare. It's going to yes, happen, right? It's gonna right. Happen. It's, right. It's totally an episode of Law and Order. Well, someone sent me um, a screen grab last night of a next door posting. And then yeah. the next door posted the social network, the neighborhood social network. And the next door posting, this man was offering to drive people's children around to collect Pokemon Go, oh. charging a fee and saying, don't worry, I'll feed your kids lunch. And I was like, this is oh everything God. your mother ever warned you about. Oh like, do not God. get in that man's car to go oh, look geez. for Pokemon Go. Oh, thank you for that lovely thought. Anytime. Know, as a mother of two boys. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, will, will Ingress Core be more flexible about adding new waypoints? points gyms any day soon and in europe says marix medicines marif i can't pronounce it anyway (laughs) (laughs) thanks for sending your question maru cci um uh, more gyms more flexible yeah and what about in europe do we know anything about that well i think what's going to happen here is they're definitely going to start messing with that sort of uh that pool of data that creates all these gyms and all these pokestops because what they basically did was they took all the stuff that had been built out from Ingress, which was a lot of user-generated stuff um, and maybe some API stuff mm-hmm. uh, as far as, like, you know, restaurants and things like that. And they just gave that all to Pokemon Go. It just, like, basically got dragged directly over, which has led to some really awkward sort of very almost, like, anachronistic. Like, it feels very weird to see some stuff in Pokemon Go that had come over from Ingress. So, like, the 9-11 Memorial or the Holocaust Museum, there are these places that you would think wouldn't show up in the game, Hmm. but they are, and it's definitely sort of caused a bit of a rift. So they're going to go in and clean up that stuff, I'm sure, which then means they're they're probably going to be adding new stuff. There's also a business incentive there, too. If you're a bar and you're not one of the Pokestops or a gym but you could go pay Niantic Labs to become one to draw people to your place of business. Mm-hmm. That's money for them to make, and it, it sort of benefits everybody else if everybody's in on it. So they're it's definitely like going to be changing that. has been that. trying to do for like five years now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah this is basically Foursquare's biggest missed opportunity is Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, I can't see if it, it can decide if it's Foursquare's or So many Fitbits missed opportunities or, by Foursquare. Yeah. Well, so um, read the last one, Lauren. I think oh, this one is fantastic. This is from TC Sodic at Chillmidge <laughs> on Twitter. He is uh, one of our excellent news editors at The Verge. And he asks, Kara, as mayor of San Francisco, will you regulate Pokestop zoning? I will put an end to Pokemon Go. <laughs> I will. If that will get me votes from the normal people, I shall do that. What if implementing zoning will get you votes then i will do that you're such I'm a perfect fair weather <laughs> <laughs> she's got to represent I the people will do that. <laughs> and i am going to make chris christie my running no, mate you're going to send your pokemon <laughs> to a private server that guy and then <laughs> i like to pokemon go him you should pokemon leave the scene <laughs> seriously pokemon leave pokemon leave <laughs> Pokemon, get out. Get out. Anyway, um, (laughs) that was my political opinion about Chris Christie, which I think many people agree with. Should we read something for money? Yes, I'm going to do that. All right. Today's show is brought to you by Bombas, the makers of game-changing socks that have to be felt to be believed. I have a lot of them, and I'm really enjoying them. They sent me like 83 pairs of of you socks. have mine. I have, I have yours. Yes, I do. I have them all. <laughs> Bring them in. Athletic shoes have gotten a lot better in the past 20 years, but your socks have not. Bombas has spent two years developing socks that are more comfortable, better fitting, and quality made. I wore them all over Europe. I enjoyed them. They sent several pairs of their socks to my office, and I like wearing them, and I took Lauren, so I guess I should bring her some tomorrow. Um, they're made of long staple Pima cotton, which means these socks are warm in the winter but cool in the summer. And Bombas is a company that also believes in giving back. For every pair of socks they sell, they donate another pair to someone in need in the United States. On my behalf, they're going to give 250 pairs of socks to this sanctuary and emergency homeless shelter here in San Francisco. So find out for yourself what makes these socks so great. Go to bombas.com and get 20% off your first order by using the code ASK at checkout. If you don't love these socks, they will refund you. No questions asked. Go to bombas.com. That's B-O-M-B-A-S.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code ASK. Well, that is lovely. Yes, All I'll jokes and sock. Pokemon aside and everything else, it's, it's really nice, nice that they're giving socks. those socks to a shelter. There shall be no sockless people. Well, let's hope not. Yeah. All right. Should so, we talk about Bro Pro. Yeah, briefly. Yeah, because I was just having breakfast at the lovely Katz's Deli in the Lower East Side with uh, Lauren Zelaznik, hello, um, who is on the new board member. We talked quite a lot about GoPro. Sean, what are your thoughts about what's going on there? This is a really fascinating company to me. Uh because they're in the middle of the biggest transition that they have faced and that they're going to face, really, which is, you know, they've built up this pretty huge empire on the back of hardware and hardware. how you use that hardware. Uh-huh. And uh, and up until really not too long ago, they had almost nobody working in-house on software. And they started to take their own crack at it by building sort of the firmware on some of their most popular cameras, like when they really started to get popular with the Hero 3, and they weren't really doing too well with it. (laughs) They weren't really proud of what they were doing, and so they went out and started acting like a big Silicon Valley company and just acquired a bunch of companies. And now they actually have a software, dedicated software staff of over 100 people working on a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of different projects. And, you know, they're still focused on big hardware releases they have a, a new camera coming out by five, hopefully by right? the end of the year yeah the hero yes, 5 they missed they screwed up last year's release correct yeah this i mean it's going to be at least 2 years in between flagship releases uh, by the time the hero 5 comes out and that's a a long gap for and hardware and there's also maybe saturation in the camera market their their biggest yeah. competitor went out of into bankruptcy correct 
they're facing a lot more competition than they were in the release of the Hero 4, that's for sure. No, not just that, but the, what's the, it's Ion, whichever, they, they went out of Icon. Oh, Contour. Out, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Icon yeah. went out of business. Contour sort of faded. They were the biggest yeah. competition back when, like, the Hero 2, Hero yeah. 3 days, and then they faded, and then Ion, yeah, has had Ion. trouble, too. Yeah. But there are a bunch of startups, and other companies uh, sort of crossing into different areas of hardware, you know, Garmin and TomTom. Companies known for navigation systems jumped into fitness, and now they're make both also making action cameras, yeah. and they're both mm-hmm. really they're good. They're a commodity. Too. They become a commodity. And Sony, too. Sony yeah. has a and decent. then Sony, so it yeah. A, either a commodity or it becomes something that is a fad, too. It's a, someone well, or to you it. do what Apple did, which is, you know, Apple is, they tie people to their services. Right. So you're not just buying Apple hardware, but you're tying people to iCloud. You're getting them in, sure. into subscriptions. You have them using things like and iTunes. They, and but they made the a foray into media, which so far has, that's why they added Lauren, who was a former NBA. BC executive in uh, charge of uh, shows like Top Chef and other things. Yeah. Um, so the question is whether or not GoPro can get people, can make money off of tying people or, to its software yeah. services and its media. Which it's had trouble with. And also there's a question of whether uh, its founder will stay the CEO or if Tony uh, from Skype will take over. Yeah. Oh, there's all kinds of questions. Yeah, they have know. they have a lot of talent up at Nick that top very end nice, of it. it's very nice, but that's in the air, that idea of whether Tony, who was brought in to help sort of make a business out of it, will be getting the CEO job from Nick. Yeah, and he. I spoke with him. I, so I wrote a big feature about this whole shift that they're going through for The Verge that published a couple weeks ago. And, and I spoke with Tony Bates uh, out in California, but it didn't really make it into the piece so much. But he is – it's interesting to see a guy who had been in, in sort of the software side of the industry for so mm-hmm. long, yeah, with mm-hmm. Skype and everything, be – very about this brand and very about what they're doing you know not he didn't really sound like he was there in sort of an advisor role with a permanent salary he really sounds like he could be someone that could run that company uh, well i think that future. was the deal when he came in yeah. i think that was probably a little side you know that he was going to eventually take over and then, and then when that that sometimes doesn't happen and then if yeah. nick woodman were to leave what would you he say the leave. timeline he would, would be? become chief product officer that's the rumor that's mm-hmm. the rumor mm-hmm. going on and the stock is getting hit because of all kinds of uncertainty around earnings and revenues and they've gone obviously not profitable and they were formerly profitable mm-hmm. and, the, and they delayed you know. and the other big hardware release for later this year is their drone and Drones, they yeah. delayed that that was supposed to be out by now yeah mm-hmm. um, John, do you use there. a gopro a lot yeah uh i like i bring it with me on trips i don't use it in like everyday life as much um it's a thing that especially the hero force session which is the really small cube camera mm-hmm. that they one of those at home. you know really botched the launch of to be honest last year that camera got released and they they priced it at $400, which, you know, it's a camera that's definitely less capable than either of the Hero 4, the silver or black. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they picked that price because they were afraid of cannibalizing the sales of all their lower-end cameras, which ranged from 129 to 300 And it d- wound up not working anyways yeah. because they have killed off all those lower-end cameras, and now the Hero 4 session What's is $200. What's the 5 going to have in it? What's the 5 supposedly going to have in it? Uh, I mean, there are a lot of rumors flying, but, you know, up to 8K filming, maybe uh, in camera stabilization. They haven't had that in their cameras before, not even software stabilization. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be a big thing. Uh, they are supposedly working on, well, Nick Woodman said they're working on a uh, consumer spherical camera as well. Mm-hmm. Some people he think that that, that could just be conference. the Hero 5. Um, yeah. I don't think that that's true, but uh, it's just going to be basically bigger and better. At, at code last year about that. 
around yeah. the spherical cameras. I, I hope it has a display, whatever. I mean, if it's display, not the spherical yeah. camera, if it's one of the more standard format, because I always like the silver more than the black because it actually had a display. I mean, otherwise you look at it on your phone and you can sort of, you have some element of yes. control there, but and something that maybe is a little bit, you can control the lighting a little bit more. I think yeah. it'd be nice. Another device I don't use because I do not go surfing. You never, enough. have you ever used a GoPro? No. I mean, yes, I've used it for work stuff. I've seen how it works. But, you know, they were, they, the idea that they were going to turn to a media company was interesting for 14 seconds. But we'll see if they continue to <laughs> Yeah, do they it. have gone down a that sort of Red Bull path a little They're bit. They're trying. They're trying. Unless you're doing really interesting things. Unless you're a videographer who's yeah. using it for professional video purposes or you're doing super interesting things, it's really hard to get compelling CNBC footage out of CNBC wanted me to put a GoPro on my head and walk around all day, and that was a show. I mean, there's a question as to whether or not that, that would be, be compelling or interesting. That would be fascinating. I would, I would want to put it in your <laughs> office on. at 1 o'clock in the morning when you make your late-night phone calls to oh, people. that's true. No, they wanted me to just go around and be just rude Just walk around. Huh, maybe. Um, so <laughs> let's get some questions from listeners very all right. quickly. We have a couple questions that we did want to answer. The first one is from Will Robertson uh, on Twitter. He asks, uh, are more cameras, GoPro, et cetera, going to include LTE? And he cites the LG Action Cam LTE as, as an example. Sean, what do you think? Will GoPro have LTE ever? Yeah, I think that's probably in the cards for this next one for Hero 5. Uh, and if it's not, if it doesn't have some sort of live streaming capability, then that's a huge swing and miss for GoPro. Uh, I mean, obviously, they came out with a partnership with Periscope last year. They were the sort of the first camera you could plug into Periscope that wasn't your phone. Mm -hmm. uh, and that sort of worked all right, but they've been so blown past by Facebook Live and Facebook's Live's integrations with other cameras now, too, that GoPro really needs to be like yeah, a one-stop shop thing. A risk too. Facebook Live is a big risk also. I mean, you have to wonder, though, if something like that were to happen and the camera itself has LTE, where the where you're still, inter are you interacting on the camera? Like, am I sticking a camera here and pressing a button and it's streaming and it's LTE? Mm -hmm. Or do, am I just sticking it somewhere and then I'm going onto my phone right. and I'm controlling I'm everything like from Facebook there? Facebook Live but does the, answer a lot of questions for people if they can get things that are linked. But you would have to think there, there would have to be native applications yeah. built then for the camera yeah. and whether or not these media companies want to do that, these streaming and video companies is a, is a question. Yes. I would think it would be a little bit of, I think you, you'll be able to do it straight from the camera without touching your phone, just like you can use like the Hero or Black, for example. Mm -hmm. um, but you'll also be able to, you know, get in on your phone in the app and mess around with settings and stuff, maybe set like a data limit if you don't want to go way, you know, because you're going to need, if it's an LTE chip in that card, you're going to need a plan for that. There's actually a company that had a pretty successful Kickstarter that has started shipping units uh, called SciOI that is already doing this. They have a GoPro-shaped camera. It uses LTE inside. You have to, you know, get a data plan for that chip. But uh, you, it's sort of one of the first real live streaming action cameras uh, that's on the market right now. It's just, you know, not quite as thoroughly built out a system as a GoPro. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Um, this thing, Vincent M. Rubino at Vincent M. Rubino. You don't have to answer this. Okay, why are you asking? <laughs> I'd be interested in the GoPro drone. Any plans for that? I'll do a lot of hiking and think it would be neat. I think there's going to be drones everywhere. You, Sean? I like how he says that would be neat for hiking. Yeah. Like he'd rather have a drone overhead than just attach it to himself while right. hiking. <laughs> well, you get better view. Better yeah. yeah, that's true. I like true. drones that's better true. than... I wish I had yeah. one on the Nepali coast a few weeks ago. That Did you? Been yeah, that cool. would have been pretty because you'd send it out. Yeah. Pretty. And I yeah. probably would have lost it, it and then lost a thousand yeah. bucks. And, uh, sorry, Sean. Sean. We're getting off topic here. Drones. <laughs> yeah, drones. Uh, GoPro's well, we've, drones We've known specific. for a while. Right on... Uh, what was it? It was on the Code Conference stage, right? Where he announced that... Nick Woodman announced that they're going to be working on a drone and... Uh, we learned later last year that the reason for GoPro really breaking out and doing its own is because a partnership with DJI sort of broke down mm -hmm. uh, and they were going to build one with them. But 
Yeah, the GoPro plans to release this drone. It's called Karma. We don't know much else about it. They've sort of teased some details. Maybe it will include the ability to shoot in 360 degrees. It's going to have stabilization. That's like one of the few things they've actually said. I think it's going to be modular. It's going to be something that will let you use any of your GoPros back to like the Hero 3 on it Mm -hmm. um, because they're so big on accessorization. And so that's really all we know other than that. We're getting to the point where we're going to hopefully find out. How are the other drone companies doing? Like Lily and the others? All those, I mean, a lot of those startups still don't have yeah. it out yeah, there. Exactly. You know, it's basically DJI 3D Robotics, which has deep ties with GoPro, and I think a lot of people are kind of surprised that GoPro didn't just buy them outright and make their drone the GoPro drone. And it'll be interesting to see when GoPro does un- unveil the Karma how different it is from something like 3D Robotics, uh, so you can get a sense of why they went in their own direction. But yeah, it's kind of just those few at the top right now and no one else i mean if you're looking for a drone you know enough probably about drones that you know that dji has probably got the best one the one so. to go gopro is going to be the one i think they're going to aim a little less at sort of the filmmakers that dji really appeals to and it's going to be something that actually would sort of benefit this person who asked this question where it's i think it's going to be much more along the lines of like this is going to be a personal kind of thing you could bring with you on a hike it'll follow you and lock onto you and film you so that you don't really have to think too much about what it's filming it will just do that for you i love that idea i love the idea of something i, mean, I know there are a couple that are doing this now on a smaller scale but it's just, well, something that will just follow you around and you don't even have to control it really and mm-hmm. yeah until it until the robot overlords take over and that swoops down I'm and chops you up i have a drone th- coming to me right now that i'm pretty excited. do you want to go drone flying with me this weekend no not even slightly yeah, i'm getting uh actually our uh someone in new york from the virgin new york is loaning it to me it's a solo smart drone the 3dr mm-hmm. um i'm so, totally gonna go so, crash yeah, it are you no i really <laughs> hope i don't Did because you see it's the a loaner of black but Mirror when everyone had drone essentially tapes in their eyes and then they could play back the great moments of their lives what was this? It was Black Mirror. It's a great show. That's, show. That was no. a terrifying episode. That was a terrifying <laughs> I mean, they're, they're sort of all, that's like kind of the point. That right? was a really bad, oh, they're all that awful. That was, yeah. They're all, they're fantastically awful. But um, that was upsetting. They had, uh, they could record everything with their, they had recording devices in their eyes in some way, and then they could play it back. And so it ranged from a lot of things. It was quite thought provoking. And then a guy eventually took it out, correct? Because he didn't want to recount old times yeah like when and then there's people who don't yeah. have them and they're sort of like the hipsters happier. like oh you they're don't happier. have one that's amazing right. how do you live oh. your life how do you yeah. with the ego you, you said at one yeah. time you you would like that you actually said that you said you'd want to go back and tell people you were right oh yes that's true i could do that i could just replay it let's replay it <laughs> oh you're right you're right yeah, that's that is like actually a plus anyway well maybe gopro's drone will let you, you do watch, that you should watch that the black mirror episode. i think i will or it'll just let you the first one or it'll just let you live stream you playing the first one should you watch the first episode of the first season I don't think Lauren can take that one with the with the prime minister and you the pig. Think I am so delicate. I would skip oh. it. I'd oh God, skip, I'd skip, skip the, the prime pig. minister yeah. and a pig. Oh, yeah. this is There's some action little... with the pig and the prime minister. You're not going to want to deal with that one. I'm just telling you. I would. Um, I would there's I, a Brexit. I, I vote cannot in there unsee somewhere. that. Let's just say. <laughs> All right. This has been another great episode of Two Embarrassed Ass Ending on Pig Sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Lauren>. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode as much as we clearly did, uh, you'll definitely want to subscribe to the show and leave us that review at iTunes.com slash Too Embarrassed to Ask. 
And subscribing is great. You'll be the first to listen to new episodes every Friday or catch up on previous episodes where we answer all of the tech questions that our listeners have been too embarrassed to ask. That's iTunes.com slash I'm still thinking now about that this oh, episode. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. You're going to watch it right now. Streaming here on the NBC servers. Anyway, go ahead. That's iTunes.com slash too embarrassed to ask. Or you can also subscribe on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, or you can just go to recode.net slash podcast and listen to all the podcasts there. And while you're there, you should check out our other podcasts like Recode Decode, Recode Media with Peter Kafka, and Recode Replay, where you can listen to an interview I did with Nick Woodman, CEO and founder of GoPro in 2015. The Verge also has some excellent podcasts for your listening pleasure. Walt Mossberg and Eli Patel have control, Walt delete. Eli also usually hosts The Verge cast on Thursdays. Chris Plant has What's Tech, and Liz Lopato and Emily Yoshida host Verge ESP. Speaking of Neil, here he is in a subway with Peter Kafka, which is a disturbing, disturbing Oh, boy. Idea. Yeah, I'm seeing the iMessage now. It's an episode of Black Mirror. Anyway, <laughs> uh, don't, don't forget to tweet your questions ahead of time to at Recode with a hashtag too embarrassed. Thanks for listening. And thank you again to our sponsors, Casper and Bombas. And Lauren, I will get you your socks as soon as possible. Thank you, Kara. Thanks you also. To the shelter. All right. Thanks also to, there's a lot of them, so you may want to. Thanks also to Digital Media, which distributes this show. We'll be back next week to answer more of the questions that you've been too embarrassed to ask. Tune in then. And thanks again to Sean. Thanks again to Sean. Thanks, guys. <laughs>